0: Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on the Frenzy as we're talking fantasy sports for the next hour. Give or take before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell with the Lowdown with Low Tide. 1-833-401-1440 is the way to get a hold of us if you'd like to do so via the text line. You can also shoot us an email, connor at sports1440.ca and brandon at sports1440.ca. You can also get us on Twitter or X at Connor Halley at B underscore A underscore D 1727 and then the show account at Fantasy Frenzy AM or at sports1440. We actually had some fun over the weekend. We did a little predict the score. For the oilers and jets game only had one winner i thought we might have a couple there's a lot of very similar scores coming in a lot of five two oilers five three oilers didn't happen I mean, we guys you guys know how it ended three two jets i had one lucky winner who uh, picked up a, a free 1440 hat so you give us a follow on social media there could be some uh, some random payoffs just for doing that i highly recommend you follow us on instagram as well as facebook and threads we're on threads as well threads kind of that uh, upstart i don't know if it's ever going to surpass twitter slash x but it's nice to have an alternative if you want uh brandon good morning uh you've had a pretty eventful day you had jamo you had klo you had a
1: a lot of star power in the studio today it was uh, it was packed and, and of course uh, anytime you get to cross paths with uh, dave Jamison is always a treat and a pleasure uh him filling in for the Traveling, world traveler, Ann Munzer, who's uh, out in Greece, I believe, right now, enjoying some well-deserved time off. So, JMO in, the Elks Power Hour, Double E Power Hour with uh, some real legends and greats of the organization's past. Um, and then, yeah, just round that out with a casual Hockey Hall of Famer, Kevin Lowe, stopping by the studio to, to chat about this uh, weeks of events leading up to the Heritage Classic, which I was not even aware about a bunch of these. It was great to get that info and all of a sudden might be, you know, rearranging some plans to fit some of these things into uh, into the schedule leading into the big game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to do that when you have an event of this magnitude, right? Like it's going to be, what, 60,000 people at Commonwealth on Sunday. Terrible news fantasy and real life connor mcdavid out for one to two weeks uh you know obviously when he's not playing in overtime on a saturday night game you know something's wrong so uh we're gonna send our best wishes to mcdavid hopefully he gets healthy soon and can get back out there uh but yeah it's a lot of stuff going on in the city as it should be it's going to be very cool uh you know if you're in the uh, probably the downtown area you're probably gonna have a lot of fun over the next seven days give or take uh it's going to be very cool. Uh, fantasy football this weekend. Uh, Brandon, I don't know how you did. Um, I, I've joked a few times that I've got got going up against those those matchups where guys just go off. Uh, so, of course, I had to go up against Deontay Foreman of the Bears who put up 30 points. I don't know how many people saw that one coming. I, I certainly would not have told people. He's a must-start going up against the Raiders. But uh, Foreman, absolutely great performance. Uh, a few other guys did pretty well. How'd, how'd your weekend go Brandon are you are you happy today was it a good fantasy weekend
1: it was a bit of a mixed bag I uh for a second straight week went over in my uh, three hockey leagues but thankfully the scores were at least a lot closer than they were after week one so I'm I'm building like I said a guy's back from injury um, kind of in the process of although the Burakovsky news uh, today that six to eight weeks he's gonna be out that's that's a <laughs> tough, tough one I I, uh, I he's a guy I really like and I drafted in one of my leagues Maybe a little bit on the high side, but I really wanted him uh, on the football side of things. I was somewhat fortunate. I, I'm in my dynasty league going up against uh, a team that did not, also did not have a very good week, so I still managed to get the win. Um, regard or like because of the fact that uh, that he did not have a good week as well. Be- very low score, very bad in that regard. Uh, and then in my uh, my super flex league. I think with a small miracle, I might be able to pull out a win tonight. I'll see if I can pull up the exact thing. But basically, my opponent, if I remember correctly, has Greg Kittle, um, at least one other player going in tonight's game, and I have just just Juwan Jennings, maybe, or I might be mixing up leagues. But basically, <laughs> I, I need um, Kittle and uh, and some of the other company in tonight's game to basically no-show uh, oh, yeah, well, he still has Roshon Johnson in his starting lineup, who obviously would have played yesterday but did not. Uh, so, yeah, Greg Kittle, and I have K.J. Osborne, and I currently lead or I'm trailing by one point. So okay. if somehow uh, Osborne can go off uh, tonight and, and Kittle's back to quiet Kittle we saw in the cup first couple weeks of the season, then, hey, I'll uh, I'll come out with a win and, and thank my lucky stars because, yeah, not another great week for my squad. The I talked about it a lot last week, but the injuries are really piling up and... And hampering me, but uh, Jonathan Taylor back—that was huge for me this weekend to see him uh, kind of explode back onto the scene, have a great game.
0: Yeah, I had him as well, eighteen points Uh, in one of my leagues. We'll say the twelve-team league where it's a little tougher to win. I'm down by sixteen, but I have Brandon Ayuk, Madison, and the Niners' defense. So just need those guys to you know average five points each, give or take, and I should be able to find a way. The other league where I'm just terrible. Just not a good one. Just a, a tough week. Uh, Calvin Ridley let me down. Austin Eckler, Kyle Pitts, as per usual. Tyler Lockett. Just a just a tough one. Need a, a forty point night from the Niners defense. So let's go. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's pray that happens. Couple pick sixes. We could uh, be right back in here. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Imitation Tom says. I feel bad for my opponent. They had the second highest points and still lost. That's that's it. I mean, that's kind of got to be the most frustrating part about any fantasy sport, really. You know, you can see the the total points, and there is uh, one league where I'm kind of middle of the pack, and I think I have the second most points. It's all about matchups and what other people do. Brandon, you're in the league where
1: is it the lowest total point score is eliminated? Is that what you guys do? Uh, No, we do each week. You're technically playing two games, one against your opponent and one against the average score of all uh, 10. Is that just a 10-team league? Yeah, 10 teams in the league. So even if I can scrape out a miracle win tonight, I will still only go one and one because my average is, uh, is so low. Um, I didn't even check what the average is actually at, but I can only assume it's (laughs) higher than the 100 points I'm currently sitting at. So, yeah, that's uh, that's always tough. And and I've got somewhat lucky in that league. My record is still okay, but mostly just because of matchups-wise, I've been able to beat some other low-scoring teams. But I also tack on a loss every week as well because I'm not outperforming the average.
0: I kind of like that. I think that's kind of a fun way to do it and make sure, like, you know, so if these two highest teams play each other... That person still goes 500, picks up one win. You got to like that. Uh, Scalding Gord. Hello, Gord. Connor wants him, wants us to follow him on X, Instagram and such, but I follow him on the street for 10 days and all of a sudden, yeah, don't follow me on the streets. Take you to some dark, dark parts of the city. Uh, Brian S says, how about my Mac Jones? Yeah, Mac Jones knocking off, well, and the Patriots knocking off the Buffalo Bills not too sure how many people saw that one coming, but Mac Jones, 25 of 30 against that defense, 272 and two scores. You got to like that. He also ran the ball for 11 yards. I don't know if he's a guy I'd ever consider a great fantasy start, but happy to see him do it. Mr. McCorkle.
1: Yeah. Going into this week, it was like a matter of can Mac Jones get through the entirety of this game. Like, is this his last start with the Patriots before they decide to try out uh, whether it be Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham, but he, he balled out and, I I certainly think that was the upset of the weekend. Uh, The Bills were heavy favorites going in, I think, eight and a half points. Um, And you had to think there was something brewing. I mean, Belichick chasing down his 300th win. Yeah, Uh, He's always super good against his divisional opponents going back. Of course, they had a ton of success for all the years with Brady. But even since then, uh, in the post-Brady, Belichick, I think, gets up extra good for... uh, extra rowdy for for these divisional games and brought a great game plan. And uh, the Bills all of a sudden kind of back to loop around like they were after week one and thinking, wow, what are we we doing here? Can we actually get the number one seed in the AFC?
0: Going to be tough. Those Kansas City Chiefs looking pretty solid. Although, you know, maybe if you cover Travis Kelsey every once in a while you would have a better opportunity. I was pretty pretty annoyed at the Chargers' soft zone defense against the, the Kansas City Chiefs, but Mahomes looked terrific in that one, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't know if you saw the numbers there, but when T- Taylor Swift's in attendance, he balls out. He averages over 100 yards receiving. When she's not there, he's only going up for about 40 yards. So need T. Swift in the building if you're a Chiefs fan. But yeah, for the Buffalo Bills, that was certainly frustrating. Josh Allen, I mean, an okay fantasy performance for him. Uh, 17 rushing yards, 265 through the air. Not completing the most passes. A touchdown and an interception there. James Cook, if you had him, uh, he was okay, and he's he's been kind of a, a tough start. We talked about Latavius Murray getting out there and kind of stealing some of those red zone carries. I saw that a little bit yesterday, but James Cook did have the touchdown through the air, proving he can be a threat in the r- passing attack as in the run game. For the Patriots, a whole lot of nothing when it comes to the run game, but they found a way to get the job done. And you're right, Bill Belichick, whether it's divisional opponents or rookies, he seems to really thrive in those ones. Uh, Chomsker is texting in at 1-833-401-1440. You can do the same. So he's up 15 and a half. He has Kittle. The opponent has Christian McCaffrey. Will he win? Chomskers, I think you're going to get the win here. You would need Christian McCaffrey to realistically score, you know, probably one touchdown and then he'd have to run the ball for 100 yards. And then you'd have to have Kittle doing basically nothing. I think Kittle will be part of the attack here. Uh, It's worked out pretty well when they get him going. And then you also just have the factor that, you know, the injury and how much do you really want to keep Chris McCaffrey out there? Like if this game gets out of hand with the injury, you're taking him out. You're not going to keep him out there in the garbage time and even even without that I think you still want to be a little bit cautious I think going up against the Minnesota Vikings obviously it's a really good matchup for Christian McCaffrey but it's also a good matchup for Kittle so I would think the 15 and a half point bump you have
1: right there I think that should be enough yeah I like your chances uh, I do I mean it's the, the big thing is the injury I think for me and if if McCaffrey is going to be even if the game's close like used in his regular uh spot which is dang near in every down type role or if he will be on a bit of a, a snap and touch count as he as he kind of battles the lingering effects of it so uh, the the report saying you know they had guys working on it all week and he's ready to go but i i think we all know very well that he's probably not at 100% so i like um chomsker's chances like you said that 15 and a half point head start uh will play a big big role but never say never when it comes to uh, christian mccaffrey because he can he can do things that virtually no other player in the league can
0: one thing maybe to watch out for i mean we obviously know that Debo samuel will not play he hasn't practiced all week and he's out with a shoulder injury but trent williams they're all the world offensive tackle he hasn't practiced at all this week with the ankle injury he is listed as doubtful and that's That goes a long way, protecting Brock Purdy's blind side. Uh, He's an animal in the run game. So maybe that makes things a little bit tougher for the Vikings, or for the 49ers, sorry. The Vikings on the other side, I mean, outside of Justin Jefferson, the the injury report isn't very big for them. They only had four guys listed. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, their guard, will miss the game. Uh, On the defensive side, Evans and Jones. We shall see. It looks like Jones, the linebacker, Patrick Jones, the second, in fact. Looks like he's going to be good to go. A Caleb Evans, questionable, and Jalen Naylor, questionable as well with a hamstring problem. But I don't think he's on
1: too many fantasy teams. You're not going for the, the dark horse there with Naylor, are you, Brandon? No, but I was um, in uh, in tough. I made a Sunday pickup in, uh, in my Dynasty League with the absence of of uh some players uh kind of last dk metcalf not playing uh i did have brandon powell uh one of the depth wide receivers for the vikings but instead i went and dropped him and scooped up bobo from the seattle seahawks uh <laughs> nice who, who uh who actually went off had a score for the day and then Played very well in that elevated role with the absence of DK Metcalf. It was a great day for for virtually all the uh, Seahawks receivers. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba gets into the end zone. Tyler Lockett uh, does what he always does and is Mr. Reliable. So uh, a big day for the Seahawks. I think everybody expected that up against the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was one little unexpected treat that I was like, man, I'm picking this guy up. He's kind of a... I don't want to say a nobody because as soon as you hear his name on one of the, if you're watching a Seahawks game, you immediately remember it. Bobo, great name. Uh, But yeah, he had a great game and certainly a factor in me barely squeaking out this win in a week where I had a lot of other players, including uh, Justin Herbert, cough, cough, really let me down. So
0: yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert taking some flack, which is fair. Ever since uh, Corey Lindsley, his, his star center went down, he does not look very good. He looks pressured in the pocket. He's got that broken finger on his left hand. Makes it a little tougher to do things, but yeah, Herbie's got to be better. We need to see more from Justin Herbert. Uh, Karsten texting in here with a NHL question. Hey, we'll do that when we get back because it is getting very close to time for us to take a break here. Uh, it is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. You can get locations in LaDuke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at willhawkbeefjerky.com If you are listening in your car, Turn on those turn on those lights a little bit. I drove in today, and it was, it's a you-know-what show out there, an absolute mess. But uh, turn on the lights, don't be in too much of a rush, and uh, enjoy the sweet tones of Fantasy Frenzy. You can also stream us with iHeartRadio, or go to our website, sports1440.ca, click the Listen Live button. Comes through crystal clear if you want to go that route. But of course, we always love having you on the AM dial as well. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Here on Sports 1440, Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, where we are, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Brandon, I'd say we walk past old Wilhawk five days a week,
1: just checking in, making sure everything's going smoothly. Well, of course, and uh, I... At least a couple of those days, we usually uh, make a quick pit stop and restock the uh, the fridge here in the Stingray Studios to make sure everybody uh, here within the building can enjoy some Wilhawk beef jerky. It'd be selfish of us just to hog it all to ourselves.
0: Yeah, it totally would be. And I mean, we get comments when people walk by and see it. Like they, Before we even offer it, they kind of make those things like, oh, you, you got some more beef jerky, like trying to initiate the invite, I think. So Everyone knows Wilhawk Beef Jerky is the best. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. It's not just jerky. they got a lot of stuff, a lot of good things there. Uh, lots of texts coming in here, 1-833-401-1440. If you want to get in on the conversation, send us your fantasy questions. We'll open it up to anything because, you know, we can try to be experts here. We've got one coming in from Karsten. Looks like a first-time texter. Karsten, thanks for listening. Boys, an NHL question. I've got Latang and Carlson need to trade one of them for a forward. What are some equivalent value targets up front? Looking at Aho and Rupe hints, maybe Brandon. What do you think about Aho right now?
1: Uh, well, I believe Sebastian Aho is still uh, hurt and not currently suiting up. Uh, despite the fact I had made him one of my selections in our <laughs> fantasy frenzy hockey pool online, I get the. Emails every night in the dead of night just to remind me how poorly I am doing. That's a great thing to wake up to in the morning. Thirtieth, uh-huh, uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh wow, look at that! I've dropped all the way to forty-first, which is got to be very close to dead last. Uh, but like my team current right now: Connor McDavid, Sebastian Ajo, Matt Boldy, Patrick Laine, Alex Petrangelo, all on the injury report. Um, but back to Karsten's original message: Rupe Hint is a is a great a great target. Um, He might be a little unattainable. Assuming this is a standard league, no keepers or anything, that makes guys like uh, Latang Carlson more valuable because obviously they're getting up there in age. And I don't think anybody is expecting Eric Carlson to put up 100 points again now that he has to share the wealth a little bit more on that Penguins blue line as opposed to being kind of the the lone man out in the waters uh, in San Jose. So Hints might be a little rich depending on who you're trading with. And, And keep in mind, hockey's a big one. Where it's about addressing needs within your own team. Maybe the, the guy you're trading with is really lacking a, a top tier point producing defenseman. You can take advantage of that and try and, you know, punch above the pay grade and the trade value of Letang or Carlson. And in terms of trading each of those two, I think it's it flip a coin. Carlson will end up having more fantasy points by the season's end just because of the uh minutes he plays and more on the PP one side of things. But either way, those I don't think those are unrealistic, but it would have to take the right situation for a for your counterpart to maybe pull the trigger on say an Aho for Latang or Hints for Carlson type deal.
0: We are jumping into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for a Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can join me down at the Edmonton North location tonight. Should be a fun one. The Niners, the Vikings and we'll be qualifying three people for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We'll also be sending someone home with the uh, barbecue package. My estimation is worth at least $300 because meat's expensive these days. And this would be a fantastic one. And, hey, it could be snowy on the ground. I know my Albertans will still barbecue. You'll shovel out a path to the old BBQ and you'll you'll get it going. So uh, come on down to the north side location tonight for the Canadian Brew House. And uh, I was scrolling through their their social media. The 40 ounce steak that I went down on Saturday. Looked pretty well attended. <laughs> it looked like it was a good time had by I all. I believe
1: it. Oh God, that that steak we had in here on the in the studio on Friday. Uh, we had our morning one, and then you boys indulged in the afternoon as well that was so good oh my goodness and it took its toll on me i went home friday afternoon i was telling this to kevin full <laughs> intentions of going down to the drake for what was free pizza night at the drake yeah as a, what ended up being a classic comeback win in overtime for the bears um but i slept right through it thanks to the roughly 25 to 30 ounces of steak that i consumed uh, throughout the afternoon here at the studio so i uh, missed out on that opportunity but i'm glad to see and Genuinely assuming that uh, it was a roaring success at all the 40-ounce steak nights for the CBH.
0: Yeah, and you know what? You got to get the app because I'm just getting rewarded or reminded here. When when we go, I'm pretty locked into the game and my responsibilities. But I'm about to lose my reward just for signing up to the Canadian Brew House app. Free golden garlic fingers. So I'm getting that. That's the first thing I'm doing tonight when I get there. Getting that free free order of garlic fingers, you can do so too. Download the app and uh, come hang out with me at the brew house. Chomskers jumps in again, saying, "How about the Dolphins making it a game with no O line, no key cornerbacks, hurt Waddle, and no Achan? Chan? Yeah, I mean, and and not getting any love from the officials as well. The Philadelphia Eagles did not get one penalty called on them. That's discipline, baby. Like
1: if you can go a whole game without one penalty, you're doing something right." And then you could be on the flip side of that and be the Indianapolis Colts who get absolutely torqued on a pair of pretty questionable <laughs> calls right at the end of the game given the the Browns the opportunity to punch in the winning score. Um, frustrating if you're a Colts fan, but I don't know if Colts fans at this point have much in terms of aspirations left uh, with Richardson out for the year. I think they might be happy just to you know, be competitive and, and, and get guys like Jonathan Taylor back into the full swing of things. Of course, he's got the rich new deal. And just hopefully add another high-end draft pick uh, next spring and kind of reload for next year with Richardson back at full health because, yeah. um, I mean, Gardner Minshew, very serviceable backup. I, I, I think he's proven over the past couple weeks he's <laughs> definitely not a, a long-term option. So it, uh, I think the Colts kind of look at that and be like, you know what, tough luck, but hey, we made a heck of a game of it and put up a lot of points against the best defense um, statistically in the league this year. In the Cleveland Browns,
0: thirty nine, thirty eight. I mean, Minshew might say, "Hey, I did, I did okay. I did my job." Um, Miles Garrett, absolute freak. Oh my god, that guy is just absolutely unbelievable. I'm willing to bet that he has to take a drug test today after <laughs> blocking the field goal and uh, just, you know, generally being a menace out there. Two sacks, ten tackles. Yeah, one pass deflected. The guy is, he's an animal out there for the Cleveland Browns. Big win for them. Scalding Gore says, I have a five-pick card where I only need the Niners to win by seven, and my other needs San Fran to win both halves by 6.5. So in other words, the Vikings will be close at the half or keep it tight in the second half. I never win. Sad emojis. Hey, you never know. The Niners, they, they've ran away with a few games. They could do it tonight. It is possible. Uh, Lance says, I don't think our teams are making the playoffs, man. No, I don't think so. The Chargers not going to. Uh they they've got a whole lot of problems. Although their schedule for the next 5 weeks isn't the toughest. It will be tough at some points, but they've they've got an opportunity. I don't know about the Raiders. That was an extremely disappointing game and uh here we'll go back to the fantasy talk with you think it's gelly or
1: jelly? If it was jelly, why would it be with a j? But hair gel is g e l. Yeah, exactly. So guess. it's g e l l y.
0: Jelly gelly. Please let us know so we can get it right. I don't need another Jelly. Gif, GIF fiasco in my life. Jelly it is. Jelly. My <laughs> oh, last name me. is Jelena. There we go. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Jelly says, how patient are you with Huberto? Most likely looking to trade him. Do you think he can get back to 80 points? Watching him, he looks like there's no life or skill to play with him. Brandon, Huberto, I mean, when when he came over from Florida, I thought the, the Calgary Flames had an absolute home run obviously things didn't quite go as well maybe a little bit of a drop off in talent around him coming over from the panthers uh, only 55 points this season but this year i mean six games four points two goals two assists
1: not terrible what do you think i i think when when the Flames acquired Huberdeau in that big trade, everybody was lauding uh, Brad Treleving for how he made out. Of course, Mackenzie Wieger, uh, the draft picks, and Jonathan Huberto, who was coming off of a 100-point season. Um, it just didn't really flesh out last season for pretty much anybody involved in the trade, except Matthew Kachuk down in South Florida, um, the strong catalyst for getting his team to the Stanley Cup final as an eight seed. So the real Huberdeau lies somewhere between that player that finished the season before the flames acquired him. And the one we saw last year back to 80 points. I think that is a very, very feasible um, goal to hit or to aim for. If you're a, a Huberto owner in fantasy, the question might be the flames themselves, much like the Oilers off to not a sparkling start. Uh, a lot of people picking the flames as very strong bounce back candidates. Uh, the goaltending should be better, which uh, it has been a little touch and go to start but and then O being a big part of that too like i'm just pulling up his full list of career stats and if we look at them um comparatively like season to season what he's done outside of that 115 point season he was mostly a point per game type player uh, sometimes upwards you know 92 points in 82 games and 19 uh 78 points in 69 55-79 and 79 last year was, you know, the lowest he's had since he was uh, a much younger player in mm-hmm. the mid-2000s, or 2010s, pardon me. So 80 points, yes. A 100-point player, I think not. I, I just don't see it happening uh, back to that level. I, I'd, I'd hold on to him. I think he'll be a perfectly serviceable uh, fantasy player for you, but he's not going to be your top dog uh, on a night-to-night basis.
0: Certainly, like, very, very good player. I have to watch him closer. I mean to be considered elite, I think you got to do it for a couple years where you're that 100 point guy but he is a very good player uh, with the Flames right now but it looks like he's on the second line with Kadri and Dubé. So we'll see if that changes at all but uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time taking Calgary Flames.
1: I didn't take any of them in my pool. I took Elias Lindholm who, feeling who's it was a guy I I really like. <laughs> I, you know, talk about f- trades the Flames have made that I was very much on board with that trade, um, bringing him into the fold. Um When the, I think that was when they sent uh, Adam Fox out of town. Yeah, Um when he said he was not going to be signing in Calgary, uh, amongst a lot of other moving parts in that trade too. But yeah, Elias Lindholm, I just love watching him play back to his start with Carolina, and he's been he's been the guy in Calgary. Uh, with probably that exception of uh, that season of Goudreau and Kachuk. But he was the, the third member of that line. So, yeah, Lindholm's a guy I like. And then from the back end, they've got a few different point producer guys that are maybe feasible. And then I think both their goalies are good guys to have. Uh, Markstrom and Vladar, once again, assuming that they can kind of bounce back. And then Dustin Wolf waiting in the wings too. So there's a few Flames I don't uh, I don't dislike. But Huberto is a little bit of a precarious option at this point.
0: Ontario Mooms. Ontario moments going back to 1260 days. Good to hear from you, sir. Evander Kane in my pool. Picked him up because of pins, Pims, I assume, and hits. But do I think points will come? I mean, I I don't know if we're making too much about his little intermission because I, I saw social media like, oh, is he mad? Is his problems brewing here with Evander Kane? Uh, well, yeah, he's, he's probably frustrated. And one way to take out that frustration is to drop the mitt. So he went out and, and got into a little bit of a, a Brook. Is that, a, is that okay for one fight, or is that more of a melee? What no, do Donnie Brook is just oh, a, Donny fight, Brooke, yeah. a fight, a tilly well, t- <laughs> tilt. So you know, he 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 helped you there. He got you five pims on that one. I don't know. I, I would think he balances back. I I I do wonder about that wrist injury. Like that was we're coming up on a year. I think pretty close, pretty close. Like, and we had Grand Fedorik, of leading edge physio, on with Gregor, and he said like it it takes time. Like it's not just you know like a uh, broken finger you say well you're gonna heal here it's it takes time for that to fully recover so yeah he he started off points wise a little slow but a lot of oilers did a lot of oilers have been underwhelming who who do you think would be the prime candidate to step up in mcDavid's absence like obviously Leon Dracetle is going to be counted on probably Nugent Hyman but do you think anyone else is gonna take get an opportunity here and run with it
1: and we actually talked about this a bit with um, Mark Spector, who joins uh, Kevin Karius every day at 8 o'clock, as well as Jason Greger in the afternoons at about 5 o'clock or so, I think. Um, and we talked about it this morning with Speck about the Evander Kane situation and how, yeah, I think it probably a little bit too much is getting made of his comment. It wasn't a complaint. It wasn't uh, you know, trying to stir things up. It was a matter of a fact, and yeah. which it was, right? The, the penalty trouble in the first period, not a lot of opportunities for Evander Kane to see the ice. When you're on power play too, that doesn't guarantee you much of anything when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers because their top unit plays virtually the entire power play if they don't score and end it uh, very quickly. But there's a number of names. Um, You can look at a guy like Connor Brown who's still trying to get up to speed. I mean, he didn't play for a full year, so he gets a little bit of leeway, I think. Evander Kane has to get going here because he is paid to produce points. Can he hit, can he stir things up, uh, you know, go and drop the gloves every now and again? That's great. But he's paid to be a goal scorer, and that's something he's going to have to bring. And then, and I just saw this text uh, come in from uh, Ontario Moms as well. Like a guy like Dylan Holloway, yeah. Depending how they reshake out the lines without McDavid, if Holloway gets a bit of a longer look in the top six at some point, I, despite the Oilers' struggles, I've actually liked what I've seen from Dylan Holloway for the most part. He brings some energy, um, playing his role well lower in the lineup, not trying to do too much in it. So he's a name I could see as kind of maybe um, a someone lower on the totem pole, but the 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 Evander Kane is probably the, the biggest name that you think has to get going here to fill, pick up the slack with Connor McDavid out of the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see some people online kind of optimistic. Maybe this is an opportunity for some guys to step up. Dylan Holloway would be one for me as well. I, I'd love to see it from McLeod, but Dylan Holloway to me certainly is a guy, you know, he was drafted very high for a reason. He's got that offensive upside. that This is, creates opportunity, and it sucks that it happened when McDavid goes down. And you hope he's not out for too long. But, you know, if the Oilers are the team that we thought they were to start the year and they think they are, uh, you, you can't use this as an excuse. You got to go out there and uh, next man up mentality. Uh, Victor says Clowder will benefit the most. Uh somewhat agree with Ontario moments. We have McLeod and Holloway. Let us know the text line. one 833 401 There's a fantasy spin on this. There's also a real life spin. Let us know who do you think will step up in the absence of Connor McDavid the most. Hopefully a couple because uh, that certainly is tough for the Edmonton Oilers. In case you missed it, uh, looks like he's going to miss one to two weeks. He seems to be a bit of a freak of nature when it comes to rehab so maybe he'll be able to get back a little bit quicker but uh yeah tough news for the edmonton oilers a lot of guys will be needed to step up uh when we come back we'll let you know what's coming up on the lowdown with low tide and the jason gregor show i'll keep the text going as well that was our fantasy mailbag brought to you by the canadian brew house sending you to the super bowl you can join me at the north location tonight get some great food watch some great football and hopefully qualify for a trip to go down to nevada in february We'll take a break. When we come back, more of your questions on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. 1140, thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you on this snowy Monday morning. Drive slow out there. Take your time. Leave early. Turn your lights on and tune in to Sports 1440 on the old AM dial. Alternatively, you could also listen on iHeartRadio or sports1440.ca. Click listen now. Very simple. If you'd like to join us via that route, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. And this show is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you want to text in, uh, we threw it out there. In the absence of Connor McDavid, who do you think needs to step up for the Edmonton Oilers? We got some texts coming in about that. But quickly, just want to let you know what's coming up on Sports 1440 today from noon to two with Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger. Of course, they will recap the weekend for the Edmonton Oilers. Quite eventful in case you missed it. At 1220, Matthew Collar will join the boys. He covers the Minnesota Vikings with Purple Insider. They'll do some NHL rumors, text questions, and Jason Greger will join the boys at 120. Speaking of Jason Greger, he also has a show on this station from 2 till 6. We'll uh, talk about the Oilers with Robin Brownlee of Oilers Nation. Also, Grant Fedoric of Leading Edge Physio will be by. I, I, I guess we can't really talk about exactly what the injury is until we know. But Grant Fedorick, uh, very informed on these topics. will share some, I guess, examples of you know what has happened in the past and, and what the rehab process could be like. We'll have Terry Ryan joining us. At 3 o'clock, he'll be co-hosting for a couple hours. Uh, Max Boltman of The Athletic will join us to talk about the Detroit Red Wings, who've started off very well this season. We'll have another edition of Ryan's Rand. Andy Petrillo of One Soccer will join us. Of course, uh, the Canadian women got some friendlies coming up. Christine Sinclair announcing that she will be done after 2023 at the international level, so we'll talk to Andy about that. Mark Spector will be by at 5 o'clock and then at 5.20. Kevin Woodley of In Goal Magazine will join us and that's going to be a certainly interesting topic because goaltending, a bit of a hot button issue here in town. Also, uh, I heard a rumor that it is uh, Jason Greger's birthday today. So if you want to text in at two o'clock wishing him a happy birthday or, you know, tweet him, whatever it might be. X him. I know he's big on threads as well. Maybe you say a happy birthday to Mr. Greger. Because uh, without Gregor, I don't know if we're here right now on Sports 1440. So big shout out to Mr. Gregor. And we will uh, be back with the Gregor Show at 2 o'clock. Our text line buzzing right now. This, okay, this this must be fantasy from Karsten. Darnell Nurse for Carter Hagee or Alex Tuck. Yeah or nay, boys. Thanks again. I thought this was real life because we've seen so <laughs> many of those like, they're not trading Darnell Nurse. Uh, fantasy-wise, Brandon, what do you think?
1: I'm just working on pulling up uh, Alex Tuck's uh, numbers so far this season so I can get a, a good indication. A Carter Carter Verhage, I drafted him, and I think, if not all three of my leagues, at least two of them. Bit of a slow, tar- st- slow start to the season, just a couple goals on the board. Um, Darnell Nurse is a guy who's not going to, I don't know, blow you away fantasy-wise because of the aforementioned Oilers power play situation where the second unit uh, – which Darnell is on, um, rarely seeing ice. And when it does, you know, it doesn't necessarily have the same rate of success as that top unit. He is going to pile up some blocks, some hits, uh, and probably even some PIMS as well. But the point totals, they're not really going to be there for Darnell. So Alex Tuck so far this season, uh, very slow start for him. Just one assist on the board, nine PIMS uh, and seven shots, even through the number of games the Sabres have played. Verhege, he's he's a goal scorer. Like Alex Tuck, he kind of almost has to take a secondary role with the Sabres because of these high flying offensive talents they have. Uh Tage Thompson, JJ Paterka uh, making waves up there, Jeff Skinner getting top uh six minutes as well. Tuck's a very good player, and, and I think probably has more value in a real life uh situation on your team as opposed to on your fantasy roster. A good depth option, I'd say, whereas I think Carter Verhage is probably more of an every night start type player. So if that trades out there and it's willing to be made, I, I really like Darnell Nurse for Carter Verhage. I'll be honest, as a Carter Verhage owner, if someone offered me that, unless I was really hard up for D, I probably wouldn't accept it. The tuck for Nurse one seems a little bit more straight across. Um, but once again, it always depends on who you're dealing with and what the, the your trade partner needs.
0: Saint Albert Kevin answering our question about who do we think will step up. This this relates to fantasy because maybe maybe there's someone on the waiver wire you could grab. Got to scroll down. I think Holloway will step up and Evander Kane will also step up. Certainly two guys they they need to step up in the next little while here. We've got Scalding Gore. Hyman will step up unless everyone else does. T- to the biggest beneficiary will be the opposition. Yeah, a hundred percent. I wonder how much the game plan changes without McDavid. Like you're not quite worried about getting burnt around the outside. Yeah, he he just you have to pay attention to him. I think it was brought up on the post game. Was it? It was one of the players, Hellebuck, maybe, maybe one of the Jets. And it was just like, yeah, you noticed him because when it's three on three, he's the first guy you're looking for. You get to overtime and he's not out there. Yeah, it's certainly a little bit of a surprise. Imitation Tom says, I think Tuck's got way more upside than Verhegi That goes back to the trade we had previously seen. Tuck has had a rough start, and Thompson. They're the two worst players, but I'm still playing them. Well, yeah, Tage Thompson. I mean, you kind of have to play him at this point. I, I don't know if that's a keeper league or uh, just kind of a, a yearly league, but what he did last year, the upside, we know, we know he can put the puck in the back of the net. He's got kind of a cool skill set. Uh, Yeah, you you certainly have to play those guys and just hope they find their way through it. We see it every year. There's always guys that start off just a little bit slower and uh, start to ramp things up. Uh, Just very quickly here, since we are getting into this cold weather, just want to let everyone know that Socktober is going on. Uh, Operation Friendship Initiative, helping seniors in need. The goal is to collect 10,000 pairs of new warm winter socks for low-income and homeless seniors. So you can drop those off. At our studio here in West Edmonton Mall, we're right beside Simon's and Bubba Gump. We're located right in the middle there. There's a box, and uh, Gregor had mentioned it on Friday. He said if you bring two, two things of socks, so like not two socks, but two packages of socks, we can throw a fourteen forty hat your way. So if you want to uh, do that today, let us know on the text line that you're coming by, and we'll make sure you leave with a nice hat you can check out sports1440.ca for more info and another thing going on is the help your neighbor contest uh, where you it's a really cool cool initiative gregor does with the help of legacy and uh, sports1440 you can get the info at jasongregor.com but very quickly in a nutshell it's basically you you win a prize but you also get a chance to gift a new furnace to someone who needs it and we did the contest last year and it went to a family who really needed it And it just kind of snowballed into more where, you know, local companies were really helping out the winner. And it's a very cool contest. So we'll be doing that. Uh, We'll be giving it away on the 20th of November. So there'll be lots of days to qualify for that one. Like I said, check it out, jasongreger.com or tune into The Gregor Show and you can listen then. Uh, Brandon, back to the NHL. A question here for you regarding Sam Reinhardt. Would you sell high and is Seth Seth Jarvis for real?
1: Uh, yeah, Seth Jarvis is for real uh, Myself and our uh, guest from last week Matt Larkin both talked about Having a lot of confidence in him the, the Hurricanes are a team that needs And this is a point that I know Jason Greger, Greger labors on repeatedly The Hurricanes are an elite team But they lack that top tier star power Sebastian Ajo to me Is right on the brink of that a, a suit, Like an elite player Versus a very good player in the NHL And he has been hurt Seth Jarvis has been taking advantage of that big time with more opportunities. Um, he's had a great first couple of years in the in the, in the league, uh, and I think he could turn into that top, top-tier player that the Hurricanes maybe need to get over the hump. The, the issue for them is, is it going to happen in time while they kind of have this current window of contention? Probably have to go out and acquire somebody in the meantime, but long-term, I definitely see Jarvis being a, this same player we've seen at the start of the season. Sam Reinhart. Interesting situation uh, looping back around to the Florida Panthers, who've got a lot of uh, a lot of talk this morning from the uh, the, the Huberto trade to Carter Verhage and the like. <laughs> um, selling high, I'm not. It, I guess it depends. Like, do I think that he can keep up what he's what he's accomplished so far? Yeah, he's this is a guy who was a second overall pick. That's a lot of years ago now. He lit the WHL absolutely on fire. Yeah, um, and then he kind of struggled to find the right fit in Buffalo which you can say about any player in Buffalo for the better part of a decade there. And he's played really well since he got down into Florida. Of course, the trip to the finals last year, uh, he had success pretty soon from the moment he landed. Um, and he's off to a great start, eight points through five games. So selling high. Once again, if you have a deficiency in your lineup elsewhere and someone's willing to overpay, I don't whether it be football, hockey, any uh realm of fantasy i don't like selling high on players unless you're still getting positive value out of it Uh, and you're filling a need and you're like you can look at it definitively and say i won that trade because otherwise you're just the one trading away the best player in a trade will they maybe regress back to their mean a little bit sure but you're still probably trading the best player in it so jarvis for real 100 i'm i'm on board with that uh sam reinhardt If it fits your situation, I have no problem with moving on from him, but uh, don't be surprised if he uh, still finishes with a really great season, probably in that point-per-game type realm uh, when it's all said and done.
0: Six goals in his last four games, and and doing it against teams that aren't like slouches, Vancouver, Toronto, Jersey, Winnipeg, you know, he's had some success there. And I I always would warn people, you know, that whole selling high, like what if you did that with a guy who we just talked about, Tage Thompson, a couple years ago. You know, he had a 38-goal season and 47 Yeah, this year he's a little slow, but I think he's going to probably find a way to get back on track here. Uh, Be weary. Be weary. You're right. It could cost you. You could immediately lose
1: that deal because you give away the best player. Last last year was uh, Reinhardt's kind of down season. He had 67 points in 82 games. The year prior, 82 and 78, his first year in Florida. So... It's the Sabers have a, have a like much like uh, imitation Tom followed up his text saying he doesn't have any needs or deficiencies, but he has a he's wealthy at the forward position. Well, so are the Panthers, and as a result, it's going to be a pretty good rotation around the, the the top nine and maybe some power play opportunities. When you are a good team, that happens. the The Oilers see it not as much rotation wise because you know who's the fixes in the top six, basically just one spot rotating in and out. Um, but it's uh, it's it's trade them at your own. Uh, Own peril if that's what you're looking to do.
0: And you know what? I mean, unless you get that
1: offer that really does blow you away, they're on your bench. They're not hurting you. Like, yeah. And the only <laughs> the only positive is that you're not going to go up against him. Yeah. Uh, in a week, or maybe he has a week like he's he's had here, right? The 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 four goals in six games. If I is that what you say? Four and no six goals in four. Six games. Six and four. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. So unbelievable they, right now. It, you'd just be kicking yourself if that's we kick yourself if that's on your bench. Sure. But you kick yourself more if he's the one uh, lining up against you in the, the the columns of your fantasy matchup and handing you a loss. So nothing wrong with sitting on your bench, and um, maybe he keeps it up and his value just increases.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. If he's on your team, he's not going to hurt you. And You might make the wrong call, but he's not beating you, uh, which could be good. Uh, <laughs> Eric says, thank you for convincing me to take Jarvis last week. That worked out pretty, pretty, pretty good. I have Mercer on my team and know he tends to be streaky. How long should I hold on to him for? That's from Eric.
1: I am a Dawson Mercer believer. Once much like Carter Hague, he took him and I think every league, the, the Devils, another team, really wealthy at forward and as a result, some guys don't get as many looks uh, with the best players, but Mercer plays high in the lineup. Streaky is a great way to put it. I I'm holding on to him still. I've started to make a few drops on guys that I was uh, keen on at the start of the year, but haven't really fleshed out. Owen Tippett in uh, Philadelphia, he hasn't really got anything going so far. He's a guy I'm out on. Uh, I picked up Luke Evangelista out of Nashville. Basically, after watching the Oilers play in Nashville, I checked in on both him and Tommy Novak. Novak owned in most leagues already, uh, but Evangelista was available. Picked him up. He's He had another great week as well, and he plays on the power play. So, With um, the (sighs) Mercer I'm not ready to cut ties yet The Devils are too good of a team That uh, you know It's a high flying offense Everybody's probably Going to get theirs At some point or another It it is just going to be Kind of riding those waves I think with a guy like Mercer But if uh, If you wanted to cut bait on him It's not like the Reinhardt thing I said Where like I would really hesitate To to move on from Reinhardt Mercer I'm less tied to At this point
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it. The Devils are just so good. They have so much depth there along that left wing. When you have a guy like Mercer playing on the third line, second unit power play. It's it's tough, but you have to think he's going to get his opportunities at some point. Uh, That's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy today. Big thank you to everyone who jumped in on the conversation. If we didn't get to your text, I apologize. James from the hood. We'll get to that tomorrow. Send that question in again tomorrow. An imitation, Tom. It is a keeper league, so the pick holds a ton of value. Hey, well, sell high. That could be good for you as well. Up next, it is the lowdown with low tide. Make sure you tune into that for lots of Oilers talk. They'll get you ready for Monday Night Football as well. And it's the Gregor Show at 2 for Brandon Douglas. I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in today. Let's get to an update with Brandon. Brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, And West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerkey.com. Here is The Duke.